Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Smart Business Chicago. It is 2020, and I am extremely excited about the new year. I'm very excited about all the guests that we're going to be bringing to you to provide you information about how to start, grow a business, and also just know the rules of the road here in Chicago. Today, I'm extremely excited about the guests that you're going to be hearing from. As many of you know, it's an extremely exciting time in Chicago. I mean, we have three women that are leading government, uh, three elected officials, and all diverse. So we have Mayor Lori Lightfoot, which... If you don't know, check yourself. Hello. <laughs> and then we have Melissa Conyers Irvin. She is the city treasurer. And our guest today, I'm so excited. She's not only the city clerk of Chicago, but I consider her a friend. Yes. Anna Valencia. Welcome, Anna. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for you. And she's about to be a mom. So yes. congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And I love being here with Rosa. Rosa and I worked in the mayor's office together before I even became city clerk and seeing all the great work you're doing at BACP. You guys are, I love that you're doing this podcast and it's getting out to different communities so people know what's going on. So I'm happy to be here. Yes. No, this is all about informing our residents. I was explaining to you earlier, it's an extension of our public awareness and education program. So we want to encourage everyone to tune in. There's just so much. I don't know where to start, but I think we're going to start with just having you introduce yourself to our audience. Sure. I am a big fan, <laughs> but people don't know your story. So I'd love for you to just talk a little bit about, you know, you're a young woman, you're in a leadership position, how you came into your role and where where are you from? What's sure. your story? Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for having me. And if you hear like shortness of breath, it's because I am uh, seven months pregnant. <laughs> and I find that breathing these days when you're even sitting down is a hard task. So a little bit about me. I am 35 years old. I came into office at age, I think it was 32. And I've been in politics and government my whole career. And so I actually was first my family to go to college at University of Illinois and thought I wanted to be like many first generation college students, either a lawyer or a doctor. Thought I was going to go to law school and that's how I was going to contribute and be successful. Did not happen. I actually grew up in a very blue collar home. My dad is a union painter. My mom worked at a nonprofit for Mm -hmm. over 20 years with after school teens. Okay. And so service was always something my parents did, whether it was in church or helping back give our community. And I had an opportunity the senior year of my college to intern on a local judges race. And I always tell young people who are interested in politics or government to get an internship, volunteer on a campaign. It really gives you insight on whether you like politics or government. So I did this internship, really liked it, didn't know people had careers and being in campaigns or knocking on doors and getting out the vote. And I found a connection there with someone who worked for then U.S. Senator Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. And they sent my resume to Virginia. And right out of college, I moved to Virginia, two weeks out of college, bought a car, knocked doors seven days a week, and really got inspired by what it meant to get people awareness to politics and government. And I've been on the move ever since. And so that's kind of my how I started in public service. It's wonderful to know that because I think you come into public service 
just with a unique perspective. One would think it's a unique perspective, but when you're out knocking on doors, you're hearing directly from the people. They're telling you their story. They're telling you what they want to be done in office. Yes, and so, they tell you very directly. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so I love that you were out there straight out of college, that you didn't really, this wasn't necessarily a path that you chose, but it kind of chose you. And then it was like a calling because I've seen you work. I've seen how you dedicate yourself so much to the task at hand. So then you did that. And then how did you wind up here in, in Chicago? Chicago? Crazy. And, I think yes. that's the important thing you talk. It kind of chose me. And you know, there's not, this is not a career day at college. And especially being a first generation, being Latina, you don't really see these opportunities and jobs. Right. And I think that's so important for our young people to be exposed to the job that you're doing as commissioner, jobs in government to understand that they can also too find these careers, but it's just hard to know about them. Right. And so I got actually into Chicago through a friend, a mentor. I had, I had ran into two years prior on a different campaign for Bill Foster in the suburbs. And they he called me up, and this I always tell young people: be kind to whoever you meet, work hard, stay you know stay connected to those networks because when you come out of college and you're a first generation college student, you don't have a big network. It's not like my parents had a plethora of friends that could help hook me up with internships or jobs. It just, it wasn't there. And so I met this mentor of mine who had worked in DC with then Mayor, or then Rahm Emanuel, the Congressman, and said, hey, I'm coming to Chicago. I'm gonna run Rahm Emanuel's first race in 2011. I want you to be my field director. And I was like, me? You know, I <laughs> was 25. Wonderful. I um, was living in Springfield, working for the Senate president. and. Um, I had not really lived in Chicago. I actually grew up downstate in a small town. And I moved four days after the 2010 election cycle. I got a U-Haul, moved to Chicago, and was here. And, you know, 25, being a woman, a young woman, a woman of color, and this kind of huge campaign in a, and this, in a big city, and you know, it was exciting, a little overwhelming, fun, challenging, a lot of growth opportunity, but I'm so happy I had that opportunity to get my foot in the door because then after we won, I was invited to join the Mayor Emanuel administration for my first job in government affairs. And and it's just kind of gone ever since. Yeah. Taken off. And that's that's actually where we met, right? Yes. And so you're highlighting some really great comments in terms of and I hear this from uh, business owners all the time, you know, there it's like there's a fork in the road and you're like, well, well do I go? And it's taking those, the, plunging into a new task, going into the unknown in many cases, and then just sink or swim, right? And so yes. you gotta swim. You gotta swim, there's right. no choice. And you know too, like from your background and growing up, you know there's no safety net for, you know, young people like us. There's no going back home or calling your parents to, you know, help you with this or that. You, like, you have figure to figure it out. out. <laughs> I know. Like, don't call me. I don't know how to do it. I've never been there. You tell me how to do stuff. Exactly. No, I think, I think that that's why it's so special that you're in this role. We worked together in the mayor's office, and then I know that you went to uh, work for Senator Durbin, and then you came back yes. in a very different way. Yes, I came back as legislative director for Mayor Emanuel. I was actually the second woman, the first uh, woman of color to hold that position. And what we did was really um, help the city's agenda. So anything that the city needed in Springfield, like education funding or helping with pension fixes to DC for infrastructure funding, or in Chicago, you know, what we were 
doing, whether it was rideshare, Airbnb, or helping with our public safety budget. So you kind of work with all city council members and commissioners, different departments. And that was a really exciting time and a really good leadership opportunity for me. Again, I think I was 30 and <laughs> had this position. And, you know, I talk about that really proudly as age because it's important for young women to know that experience sometimes outweighs the age. Absolutely. And if you can find ways to have mentors help you get in these positions and help you stay in those positions, I mean, you were always a good friend to give good advice, but finding kind of your tribe to help you give good advice. I know businesses the same, business leaders do the same, and helping you stay in the position, feel confident making decisions. And I learned a lot of that in my time with Mayor Emanuel. I think your career, the fact that you've moved around so much so quickly, and I think you talked about hard work and being kind, but that's not to be confused with being passive, right? Exactly. You're extremely aggressive. You're super nice. Kindness is not weakness. <laughs> right, exactly. Do not take that as weakness. And so you ran for office, you got elected as city clerk, we get a new mayor, and you're doing some really exciting things. So I want you to talk a little bit about some of the great things that you are doing out of the... Well, first of all, city clerk. What, what is, is it that it? I do? Right. <laughs> so for those that don't understand, I mean, I've worked here, so I know what it is. But can you explain to our audience, what is the role of the city clerk in the sure. city of Chicago? So it's really funny. I had this meeting this morning with the Blackhawks Foundation. They're doing incredible work. I had no idea that they actually were doing the scope of the work with our young people. Mm-hmm. And so I got a chance to hear their work today. And I was telling them about the things we're doing in the city clerk's office, and she said to me, exactly, oh, that's not what I thought traditionally city clerk. I looked on your website, <laughs> like, exactly. So we are kind of changing the way that we traditionally work at the city clerk's office. So traditionally, we oversee the city sticker, which is your wheel tax, which you have to get. If you're listening, you have to get this every year or you get fined, so please get the city sticker. And it's our wheel tax, which is about $135 million we bring into the city every year because of this wheel tax. And that paves about 4,000 miles of road, and it funds 10 different infrastructure departments. Mm -hmm. So your streets and sand or your your CDOT, your business permits, after they're approved, we issue the business permits as well, business licensing. And then on the other side, we oversee city council operations. Mm -hmm. So we are your transparency and openness arm. You can find legislation on our website. We take all the roll calls at every city council meeting. We stream live our city council meetings and our committee meetings now. Right. So last fall, we actually now started streaming our city council committee meetings so people can watch from home. If you like that sort of stuff, it can be kind of boring. I uh, know, but believe me, there are some people that <laughs> There are really, some interesting ones, yes. though, too. And you know, I actually encourage people to get involved in yes. government. If you don't like the way something's happening, and they're like, oh, well, city hall. I'm like, no, you can go online and you can actually hear like what just happened. This new law just passed and there was a debate about it. Go online. And so, no, I think it's extremely important. I think that in addition to putting services online, you're also in the community. So talk a little bit about your city hall in the community. Yes. So we have decided, you know, coming in, especially being that person who didn't know how to get their foot in the door. And we really want to make accessibility something that the city clerk's office is is really trying to do, connect 
community and government. Mm -hmm. So we've done that through a couple initiatives. Uh, One is our mobile city hall, which started last spring and it went June to October. Again, this year is going to be, uh, we're going to start April to October this year. We'll be at about 25 different locations around the city. And you guys get around. Yes. (laughs) And well, that's important because what we want to do is make sure we offer Saturday hours. So at least once a month, you'll find a Saturday mobile city hall in the city and once a month will be evening hours. So those families that have maybe childcare issues or folks that work double shifts, like we want to make sure they can access these services. So at these mobile city halls, you could buy your city sticker, purchase a dog license, you can get your city key, I which I'll talk about. I have to tell you, about. I keep getting, I have your letter. I have to get my get dog it. license. Get your dog license, oh please. Yes. Make sure my you get dog your dog so registered. Cute. Yes, absolutely. That's for your benefit for your dog too. And so we also then bring other departments and other departments have been joining us. So Department of Finance, you can get on a payment plan. A Streets and Sand will do a recycling. They've been talking about the recycling nice. program. So we believe like if people are already coming for one service, why not bring other city services uh, to the table so that people leave with informed? Because you know, we don't have any marketing dollars. So mm-hmm. we can't tell everyone all these great things the city is always doing. Mm-hmm. We really have to be intentional about being in the community so people understand what we're doing. You launched the City Key program. Yes, two years. Is two it years? two years? Two years in like, April. It, it's it crazy. just goes by kind of fast. And I'm like, was yeah. it last year? I know. But tell us about the City Key and all the benefits that it brings. What is it? Well, first of all, I want to thank you all for being a great partner. You have really been instrumental in helping us inform folks about the City Key, especially business partners that we've been trying to get. So thank you for that. You've been awesome as a department. Yeah, no, that's what we're here for. Uh, but the City Key was established in 2017. It's a valid government ID, uh, but it also serves as a library card, a venture card, and a prescription discount card. Oh, wonderful. It's also the first ID in the state that you can self-identify your gender. So you can decide whether you're male, female, non-binary, or leave it blank. Okay. We also have children's IDs. So age 14 and under are children's IDs, and 14 and over, you do not need a parental consent to get an ID. And we do them pop-up. So they actually print on site. And you can bring various documents to get to our point system. And they're free. Do you offer this at your uh, mobile city hall? Yes, oh, mobile city so hall. You're going there for city stickers and city IDs. key, and you can awesome. walk away, and you walk away with free ID. And what's great also is that we have 70 business partners now that offer free discounts or some kind of discount. So the Goodman Theater, 50 percent off tickets there. Oh, wow. You could go to a Broadway play, a free day at the Field Museum. And so I'm encouraging anyone who's listening that is a business that wants, and even a local business. So Uncle Remus has been a business partner before. Okay. There's some restaurants in Chinatown. Back of the Arts Coffee had a 10% discount. Great. So we also want to highlight local businesses that may want to offer discount and drive business to you. So if you become a partner, we can put you on our digital platform, social media, shout outs to you, and we put you in all of our materials. So wherever we go out throughout the city, they see you're a business partner and get the discount. You're like, Honestly, just kicking it out of the goalie <laughs> post. Well, we're trying. The post. we're trying. Um, but if you want to be a City Key partner, I will give you a phone number you can call. It's 773-CITY-KEY. Okay. And you can check out what it means to be a business partner. And we would love to have you uh, sign on with us. And as you're going to be a, a new mom and as the mother of a 13-year-old, let me tell you that City Key is in some cases, the only identification for children. Yes. And so it's really important. And, and you know, sometimes you just need an identification for when you're traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you don't want to carry your passport. So it's definitely a great resource. But I want you to, like, 
talk about your latest reforms that have been so instrumental in terms of, you know, everything that you're doing related to amnesty and, and fines and fees. Yes. yes. Well, it's been a great issue that we've been working on since 2018. So the summer of 2018, actually community advocates and then ProPublica and WBZ released a report mm-hmm. and our city sticker tickets. Um, so we issue the city stickers, Department of Finance is the ticket, but our city sticker tickets you can get are $200. Um, for every day that you are late on buying a city sticker. So, which we, you know, I understand the need for penalties, but for non-moving violations, it seemed pretty steep. And what the data showed us is that is actually some very vulnerable populations, most on the South and West side, were getting into some serious debt, n- not right. being able to pay. In fact, we saw that only one out of three city, st- city sticker tickets were actually being paid. And the debt was huge that, we, that the city was just holding on to. Right. But we were having people having their license suspended, then you can't get to work. You know, Then if you're a CDL driver, you can't you, you know, can drive, drive for CCA, which we heard from this young man who had a family of four on the West side who had had $5,000 in city sticker ticket debt, needed half to get on a payment plan down, which would be $2,500, which who has that? And if right. you do have that, are you going to give it to the city? Or are you going to make sure your kids can eat or have the things they need, rent or all the things you need? So he got into a pickle, got his driver's license suspended, his CDL suspended, and lost his job as a CTA bus driver. Wow. So we really felt like government you know, needs to remove barriers and not place barriers. While it's important to collect revenue, collecting it in a responsible manner where it's not hurting our families. Right. So we launched a working group in November of 2018, and we worked for six months with community advocates, parents, a University of Chicago, different department heads. Mm-hmm. And what the beauty of it, Rosa, was that you had people from Department of Finance talking directly to parents and they weren't talking past each other. They could try to understand, okay, the Department of Finance is not the the, the mean people or they, they do actually do have hearts too and they didn't realize. <laughs> that, There's laws yeah, that force us to be mean they sometimes. Are. There are laws or there are unintended consequences of policy that they, they have to enforce and the parents got to tell them why those things were not good for the community members. Right. And so together they created a report of recommendations they thought that could help reform the system, still collect the revenue we need but not hurting our families. Right. And then Mayor Lightfoot came in and she was all about the report and embraced it. And in July, I think it was two months after we were all sworn in, we did our first ordinance. Yes. And it, it was, was our, one of the first ones the, that really she the did. first ordinances that we did together. Yes, absolutely. And it was huge. So we did an amnesty month for city stickers, which was the first of its kind ever. And we actually saw in our compliance number that month go up by 910%. Wow. So in that month, we had people walking in, buying a city sticker for the first time with a reduced... A we have a reduced term sticker now. So we had a two-year option and a one-year option. The one-year cost around $80. Mm-hmm. But now we have a reduced term that could cost as low as $29. Oh, wow. So somewhere For a shorter time frame? For a shorter time frame. Okay. So if people want to come in and they can't afford the one-year, maybe right out of pocket, right. they can buy the shorter term nice. that's $29 and then come back and buy, buy it again and buy it in increments and not have to buy it all out of the pocket. That's so incredible. So we were, we were been selling a lot of reduced 
term, since October, we saw a 910% increase in compliance. So what I want people to understand is people want to be in compliance. They just don't know about the city sticker or they get too far down in debt. They can't get out. Yeah, and then you, you're, it's hard to catch up. It's hard to catch up. Right. Yeah. So I'm really proud of that. The mayor also did a ticket debt relief for a month. And okay. now we're looking this year into how do we keep building on that? How do we continue to get people in compliance? Mm-hmm. And where do we meet people? Uh, yeah. DMVs, getting them information when they get their car registered, is it at gas stations, making sure they're aware of the city sticker and they can get it before they get the ticket. I commend you for all those efforts. I think it's it's been an amazing program and I think the mayor is huge on equity and this is really hurting a certain population. So I think you guys are, I mean, this was amazing. I was in some of those community meetings and collaboration meetings and I'm like sweating through my blazer like, I don't know how this is going to turn out, (laughs) you know. Well, it probably reminds you when you were knocking on doors and people were yelling at you, right? So it kind of comes full circle. Yes, and when you're the face of government, sometimes people don't always, they don't have always positive experiences with government. And so they want to take it out on you. But that's what we're here for, to listen and I think, th- I think that kindness that you talked about earlier goes a really it long does, way, right? It does, and listening. And because then, compassion, people want to be heard. People want to be heard, and then once you hear them, putting that those things into action. And then they see, oh my gosh, my thoughts and my ideas mattered, and now they're in action. See, Anna, I've been trying to get you to come on my podcast forever, <laughs> and now we have so much to talk about, and I feel like uh, we, I can, know. we can go on forever. We could do Oprah Super Soul Sunday oh my today. God. Oh, let's just do it. <laughs> we'll have to bring you back. Back, but I do want you to talk a little bit about what's next. And then I know that you're huge on supporting women and girls. And so what's next? And then tell me a little bit about women and girls and okay, all that yeah. you're doing there. So women and girls has been a passion of mine for a long time, especially just kind of my story and coming into you know, positions of power and leadership and not seeing a lot of women or women of color at the table mm-hmm. and, and or decision making power. And so I want to give back to those young girls coming up. And so that the next, you know, I'm only the second woman to hold this position in the history of Chicago as city clerk. Mm-hmm. We know we need 10 and 50 and 100 women behind me filling this position. And so that's really kind of the spirit of it. We released a report last uh, March for Status Women and Girls working group with 120 women that we had at the table mm-hmm. talking about recommendations on how to close a gender gap. And okay. so that's on our website that's at great. shycityclerk.com. We're hoping to have a young girls summit this fall around public safety and what safety means to different girls across the city. So we're hoping to gather 500 young girls from 13 to 24 oh, nice. for a day summit to talk about like, okay, how do I secure my future? What do I need to do to keep my sa- myself safe and how to secure my body and relationships and mm-hmm. how I look at myself and empowerment, all those things that are important. At a time of social media, that is so important. Yeah, and it's important to think about like if we had that when we were even younger, where right. we could be. I mean, we were self-starters and motivators, but we also had loving parents and not everyone comes from that kind of background. And right. so how can we support get these each young other. girls connected and support? Yeah, It's funny, a few men have told me to stay in my lane at times uh, <laughs> when, you know, you should just focus on your day I'm like, I am focused on my day job. I love the work that we're doing and the city stickers and the reforms and all those things. But I can also do more. Absolutely. You know, we can and also think, do more. And you're given a position of power in a public office where you can use that to further support and help people coming along. Exactly. That, that, that is actually, I think it's a responsibility that we have. Oh, I agree. I mean, if you're given a platform, you need to use it with the most Absolutely. good. And every morning I ask myself, what can we do more to help people? And that's what these positions are for, is to continue to help people. I had a 
guy yesterday I was leaving my Pilates class, my prenatal Pilates class, which you, <laughs> I need all the mama advice. But and <laughs> it was a valet driver and he stopped me and said, he knows what I do. We've had conversations. He's like, I have some tickets. You know, I'm on this payment plan, do you think? And I gave him my card. I'm like, call me, email me. Let me see what we can do. Because, you know, English wasn't his first language. He he was trying to tell me his situation. I think it's on all of us to help people navigate through government and figure things out. Absolutely. Well, I think we'll have to bring you back yes, because this I think there's lovely. a lot more that you can. Uh, we didn't cover everything. Yeah. But tell people where they can go to learn more and where yes. they can find you. So you can go to shycityclerk.com and you can also follow us on all the social media on Shy City Clerk. And we're on Twitter, not Snapchat yet, but okay. Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, and follow along on all the things. And if you are interested in women and girls, whether you want to volunteer at the summit or you're interested in any of our other collaboratives, you know, please let us know. Reach out and we'll get you plugged in. Well, let me know how I can be of support. I'm, I'm here to support yes. you and what you're doing with, with women and, and young women especially. We will. And I will give you some advice on the being a mommy and doing yes. aerobic type and activity. And still working. Keep going. Keep and going. And still being a boss lady. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep, keep going. <laughs> awesome. Thank you Thank so you, much, Anna. You're amazing. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, everybody. 